Welcome to the Melissa Rx Scripts Podcast, the show that brings you lively conversations with leaders, colleagues, and friends in healthcare, pharmacy, and beyond. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for the Melissa Rx Scripts Podcast. I'm Melissa Muir Corrigan, and I'll be your host. This is episode 52 of the Melissa Rx Scripts Podcast, and thanks for listening. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month and holds a special place in my heart. Love you, Dad, and many others worldwide. Consider wearing purple to raise awareness and inspire action about Alzheimer's disease. Well, now, on today's podcast, I'll be talking with Christy Chung, a digital health enthusiast. We're going to be discussing many things, including her experiences with collaboration and improving digital foundational literacy. Can't wait to learn more on that one. I'll give you a bit of an introduction to Christy, and then also let her tell you about herself, her career, and her many varied experiences in life in general. Christy Chung is the co-founder of the AI Collective and serves as a digital innovation and transformation lead at Sanofi. She received her PharmD from the University of British Columbia and subsequently completed a medical director fellowship before taking on a medical science liaison role in the neurology team, and more recently made the transition from medical to digital. She shared her expertise on podcast episodes and pharmacy-related magazines, as well as serving as a guest lecturer on the topics of digital health, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. Christy, thanks for being here with me today. Before we get into your career experiences, maybe you can talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up, about your family, and your University of British Columbia pharmacy experience. Sure. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me. Um, that's a wonderful intro. So I uh, was born and raised in Vancouver, Canada, so on the West Coast. Um, I've moved around a fair bit growing up, and now I find myself in the East Coast, and I've been in Toronto since 2019. I had moved here initially for the fellowship experience, um, and I've stayed here since. So now I'm in Toronto, um, but I did graduate from the University of Brit British Columbia in Vancouver, um, but prior to that, I did college in Montreal, in Singapore, and then I found my way back into pharmacy school. Oh, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to highlight, you know, one of the things that's so cool and fun about the Melissa Rx Scripps podcast and our conversations is connections. And so I want to give a shout out to one of those connectors. Risa Vatanka connected the two of us, um, which I had I had Risa on the Melissa Rx Scripps podcast episode 23, but I think she had both of us serve as speakers for um, DHX virtual CPHA's meeting in 2020, right? Absolutely. And um, I can tell a little bit of our origin story with Risa as well. That'd be great. Let me, yeah. let me hear more. Sure. So I graduated in 2019. I had been interested in digital health since the end of first year. Um, and it really just spontaneously came about because I attended a healthcare hackathon. Now, throughout my pharmacy school years, I wasn't quite sure what a pharmacist could do in the innovation space. But throughout school, all I knew was to connect with like-minded individuals, meeting potentially other digital health enthusiasts who had a pharmacy background. I started using LinkedIn more, doing coffee chats, 
Um, Risa was one of those first friends that I made and mentors in this space. And we had one conversation to start with and we spoke for a couple of hours just on all of our mutual interests. And so um, that's where the invite came about. And she's absolutely a champion in this arena, having spearheaded so many different summits, events, meetings, initiatives, and now you know on her own adventure. Um, so it's a really great connector um, that we have. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, when you mentioned a couple hour conversation, I think Risa is one of those people that's just so passionate about this topic and, you know, many others in pharmacy and also looking for solutions that maybe don't exist. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's that's super fun. I also want to highlight, I believe you're my first guest on the, on the podcast from Canada. So oh. um, shout out <laughs> to our neighbors from the North. And then Canada has been in the news quite a bit. And actually, even this morning when I was outside, because we have a bit of a haze over um, oh, yes. in, the, in the middle of the country. <laughs> and so how are you doing up in Toronto with the smoke? So we're luckily doing pretty good. Uh, I, I think a week and a half ago, we had had a few consecutive days of pretty serious haze, depending on where you live in Ontario. Um, but I do feel like our neighbors in the South got the worst of it because a lot of it really just flew through Montreal and Toronto and then down to New York and probably to the Midwest as well now. Yeah, I know. I have to say some of those pictures, um, the, or the orange yes, uh, yes. colors, those those specific days just seemed like it was um, out of this world. So anyway, yeah. well, I'm glad to hear <laughs> that you're... Um, safe and, and um, how things are going, you know, as we set up talking for today, I, you know, really look at and think about your strengths. And, you know, one of those that you described when you were a student pharmacist, and then um, moving forward was about your curiosity. And it sounds like too, that you followed an unconventional path. So tell me more about like kind of your passion for learning and connecting with like-minded individuals in digital health. Yeah, so curiosity is exactly how I describe it. Sometimes I say I'm just greedy for learning. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, I, I moved around a fair bit when I was younger and even up until my most recent move to the East Coast in Toronto. And, and perhaps that shaped a bit of my curiosity to learn and continually explore things that I've you know never been exposed to before. But if I were to translate that into my pharmacy career, I started school and really like most other students, perhaps what we think of post-graduation is working in the community setting or in the clinical setting. Again, I just happened to attend a healthcare hackathon competition locally in Vancouver. Um, I remember it, there was an ad for it and it really appealed to me because I thought, you know, hackathons, you know, those are only for engineers or computer scientists. I couldn't really imagine what it meant for healthcare. And so I applied, I went, and it was just one of those transformative, eye-opening experiences where you put a hundred people in a room coming from all sorts of different backgrounds. So yes, there were folks from pharmacy, um, medicine, other clinical areas, but then we had, you know, entrepreneurs, business folks, engineers, computer scientists, and we had designers as well. And for the first time, I think, I was exposed to healthcare brainstorming and ideation with folks who were not rooted in a healthcare background. 
And at first, I don't think it made sense to me, but as we were working through problems throughout the weekend, I realized that, you know, they actually had very, very valuable insights to share out of the box, fresh perspectives. And it just prompted me to explore the whole field of healthcare innovation and technology as I moved through at pharmacy school. So I kind of followed those curiosities and I ended up working for a startup locally in Vancouver when I was going through second, third and fourth year pharmacy school. And I was working primarily on um, this company's pharmacogenomics database, um, doing some of the user feedback as well. And then fast forward to fourth year where I had to decide, you know, what I wanted to do post-graduation. And while we see a little more of it, and while I hope to see more of it, I think at the time, especially where I was located, I didn't really see opportunities for pharmacists in, you know, a startup or a bigger tech company. And so I thought to myself, I come from a science and a clinical background. I've never really had the formal training in the business, the technical side. And so I thought pursuing an industry fellowship might give me that exposure to work with people in you know, marketing, sales, legal, regulatory, and so on. So I ended up moving to Toronto um, and that's where I began my fellowship um, in neurology and medical affairs in particular. And then moving into the field to get some of that experience in medical communications, but really leveraging what we do as pharmacists, educating other healthcare professionals um, and talking about data. And then all the while, even as I was going through my fellowship and as an MSL, I still remain very, very curious about digital health in general, but I, you know, I was still very green in my career in the industry. And I wanted to learn how as a pharmaceutical and biotech industry, we were beginning to approach the digital health ecosystem. And then an opportunity came up uh, over a year ago for me to move into the position that I am in now to explore digital innovation and transformation for our Canadian organization. So all that is to say, I've just been following my curiosities continually learning where I can, definitely connecting with like-minded individuals in digital health. I would say that that has been the greatest learning for me because you, you never know what you can learn from listening to other people's stories. And through all of my travels and moving to different countries and cities, I think I really developed a genuine interest in learning people's journeys, their upbringings, and really what shaped them into who they are now. So I really just brought that into my career ambitions to continually learn and to find common interests and to learn from other people's stories. Well, thank you for describing your journey and you know the, the common thread that curiosity has had in it. And I also appreciate the time that you spent talking about the hackathon. And, you know, that's a term too, that um, kind of has come forward in my world. And I want to give a shout out to our mutual friend and colleague, Ravi Patel from Pitt, who we both spoke on the APHA digital health platform in 2022. And I know he has been very instrumental in hackathons at a national level and at Pitt. And so 
I think this idea of putting people in a room from different perspectives, you know, what problem are we trying to solve? How can we ideate it? Is there a prototype? You know, what does that look like? And I've done a little bit of that work um, in design thinking and innovation and just think it's it's such a, a different approach, I think, because sometimes in our training in pharmacy, you know, it's like, well, what is the answer to realize that when you put people from different backgrounds you know, business, healthcare, technology, pharmacy, you know, maybe even more like a communications marketing, you can come at it from a different angle and especially looking at the user experience or the patient experience. So I love kind of how you describe that. And I also think it's important that you shared that it's not necessarily like linear or like all steps on a ladder that as you were, you know, moving in these different spaces and during your formal education and training, and then starting in your career that, this curiosity and connection has helped you to kind of move to the next thing. And then sometimes those opportunities just come up right in front of you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I know oftentimes people tell one another, you know, like, find what your passion is. And I've started to actually go move away from telling people that because I feel like there's a certain level of pressure that you end up putting on yourself when you you know, you're like, I've got to search for my passion. So I, I tell people really like follow your curiosities, almost be curious about your curiosities. And sometimes you, you're just surprised by where that can take you. So take my hackathon example, really, that was just, okay, I'll give it a try and see where it takes me. And who, who knew that it would be such a great spark to what I'm actually interested in now. Yeah, I just, I love that. Well, we're in evolving times for sure. And I think at those times, it's important to recognize leaders and early adopters. And, you know, the early adopters and leaders often provide insights for hope in the present, but also looking to the future. And last year in um, 2022, pharmacy tech and informatics really experienced a grave loss with the passing of Kevin Clausen. Let's chat a little bit on Kevin's impact on your work and the digital health ecosystem. Yes. Um, so Kevin was one of those LinkedIn networking stories going back to even pre-2019 when I was still a student. He had been a name that I saw, you know, pop up every now and then. He was involved in an event called Women for Blockchain. And it, you know, somewhat piqued my interest. I was like, I had I had this hackathon experience under my belt now. I was like, maybe there's there's more. Um, so so I had reached out and we were talking about it. And that's how we first connected. But really, throughout the years, um, we stayed connected and started to collaborate on educational opportunities, especially for Lipscomb University. But Kevin is such a passionate educator, and it went beyond the university that he worked for. I would say he's a perfect example of pharmacists supporting pharmacists, and also pharmacists lifting up other pharmacists. You know, he he was somewhat moderately active on social media. He had speaking gigs at conferences, but at the same time, how I would describe him is he was that humble figure, very grounded, and yet he had so much influence for so many in our community. And I would say that his legacy very much translates into this pharmacy and digital health, health tech community that I feel very fortunate to have been a part of since I was a student. It's really warm and inviting. We we all get excited when another pharmacy student or pharmacist or other healthcare professional colleague 
comes to talk to us and ask questions about digital health, you know, take APHA, for example, we were at the Digital Health Summit, we were also at the main conference, and it's just buzzing with energy. And I know that that happens in other platforms as well. So um, all that is to say, I think he had tremendous influence on all of us. I think we continue to be inspired by the work that he did. And I think the pay it forward mentality, the community building mentality of, again, really the hackathon, putting people in a room and just discussing and moving this ecosystem and this field along. Yeah, boy, thank you for those powerful reflections. And I just think you summed it up so nicely related to his humble approach, but extensive reach and like you, I was grateful. I connected with him at APHA 2022 and then um, had a couple meetings talking about, you know, what he was doing at Lipscomb, but also the broader ecosystem and in farm ed. And, you know, one of the things that really struck me is his ability to look at where we are today, but also moving to the future. And this whole idea of pharmacists in digital health and in that space and um, I remember he did a presentation um, that I participated, that I attended related to job descriptions and how a pharmacist could play in certain roles. And they may not be described in terms that either our students or our learners or practitioners may be familiar with. So I think this idea of, you know, how do we bring more people under the tent? How do we become more inclusive? And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to his wife and family and to just acknowledge how Kevin's influence is profound and wide and continues on. And so having people like you on, you know, Tim did such a lovely tribute to Kevin on LinkedIn. And I know last year at um, AACP's Digital Health Virtual Institute, we did a special kind of recognition acknowledgement of um, Kevin's life and legacy and ASHP did something. So no longer here with us, but I would say his spirit and his legacy and his work lives on. Absolutely. And I'm just to touch on the spirit, I think another word I might add that comes from Kevin is really this interconnectivity. You said he, he wore so many hats, you know, sure, primarily as an educator and as a pharmacist, but he really inspired all of us to start um, connecting with folks in other fields, really to um, bring this movement of digital health forward. So uh, that absolutely resonates with me. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, when we were talking about curiosity, it also made me think about creativity. And, you know, you have creative endeavors that aren't just limited to healthcare. So let's talk a little bit about how did you get engaged as a content creator? And, um, you know, tell me more about your side pet project and hobby, sharing cooking and baking experiments through social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I, as a child, I was, you know, never good at the fine arts or anything like that. I never thought I had a creative gene in my body. Um, But I realized as I was going through pharmacy school that we need creativity in healthcare. You know, we were talking about user design and user experience beforehand. At the hackathon or prior to going to my first hackathon, I was always of the mindset that us as clinicians, you know, we must be the best advocates for patients. And while that's true a lot of the time in that hackathon environment during that weekend, I found that it was the designers who were the best advocates for the patients and the end users. And it was almost like a reality check for me 
And now I try to be very thoughtful about thinking about the user experience. And that's where the creativity piece comes in too. Like how do we be creative about solving our healthcare challenges such that it's actually effective and translates into a better experience for our patients? So all that is to say, like as I was exploring more about creativity and user experience, I um I actually started a blog called Think Digital Health in second, third year pharmacy, where I was just exploring a bit about digital health. And I thought, you know, maybe if I write about it, it would help solidify my own learning. Uh, but, you know, in parallel, it could help educate others as well. I also picked up cooking and baking a lot throughout uh, pharmacy school and sometime around towards the end of the pandemic, I was thinking, you know, maybe I should dabble a little bit more in content creation outside of the primary world that I live in. So pharmacy, healthcare, um, and my career. And, and so I thought that it was just something neat. It could be a way to de-stress. It could be my own form of therapy, so to speak, when I, you know, had a tough day at work. But I also found, I guess, reflecting on it now after two years of having my cooking and baking social media accounts, it's actually given me some basic fundamentals of marketing, of relationship and audience building, so to speak, through digital channels, uh, communication through digital channels. But it also gave me a flavor of what I'd like my own personal branding to be and to include beyond, again, the pharmacy and healthcare career identity. Um, so it's been a really neat side project of mine. You know, cook and bake probably two, three times a week. I love experimenting with any and all cuisines. I don't like repeating because I like trying new things. So that's the curiosity piece. Um, but it's been really fun just translating that energy and that learning into something outside of my vocation. I think that's so important and I'm so glad that you shared it. And also I think for those of us that are in, you know, science, engineering, those kind of things that can be so left brained, the idea of, you know, let's try something, you know, more creative. And um, a couple of years ago, I took up knitting and I found okay. that that's been interesting. And like you, I also jumped into the content creation. We have a pandemic puppy, like many other uh -huh. people and uh -huh. um, have an Instagram account for him with 2,500 followers. His, his cousin oh, wow. has um, 7,000. His, his uh, my niece's dog is a golden retriever. And so there's several of us in our family that have these accounts. And like when you were talking about the baking and the creative, I think that process is really fun. And then also just like figuring out like who else is in the space and what they're doing. And, you know, I'll, I'll post sometimes like our dog's adventures, or we went to a Halloween costume contest at um, yeah. our, our local coffee shop. And um, I don't know, you know, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's a totally, like you said, it's a totally different way of approaching things, but I think really For interesting. Sure. Yeah. And, and one comment I'll make actually just interestingly about cooking and baking. So baking absolutely speaks to the pharmacy side of my personality, you know, detail oriented, yeah. following instructions. And I guess cooking more has been uh, a bit of a learning for me where I'm like, okay, cooking, you don't actually have to follow the recipes as closely and you're free to be more creative and experiment. So sometimes it depends on my mood. Like if I want a bit of a 
you know, mindless activity perhaps, and I want to follow a recipe, then I'll opt for baking that night. Um, but sometimes if I have the capacity to experiment, then I'll go with cooking. But I just find there's so many similarities with baking and pharmacy and then using cooking to really push the boundaries and to be more um, creative. Oh yeah. No, I, um, when you were, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about like triturating and some of our things with like a mortar and pestle, um, or even, or even just like, um, leveling out the amounts or, you know, ounces versus, sure, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to um, do a deeper dive and I definitely, well, we can link to your account um, in the show Thank notes. You. I, I look forward to checking out some of your recipes and um, Thank both, you. both of those sound great. Well, it's been interesting as we've talked that technology and healthcare are really converging with innovation and helping to transform patient care. So I mentioned in the intro, tell me a little bit more about the AI Collective. How did you and your partner, Whitney, um, connect on this one? And, you know, how may pharmacists and student pharmacists learn about AI and get more engaged? Absolutely. So just to continue the thread of content creation, I mentioned earlier that I had kind of this pet project blog just to talk about anything and everything I was learning about digital health. And it was really through doing that project on my own that I also started to connect more with peers in this space. You know, that's how I connected with Risa, connected with Ravi, a lot of the names that you're mentioning here. And so I met Whitley through a pharmacist Slack sort of platform. And we were talking amongst ourselves, just talking about our interest in learning more about how technology was impacting healthcare. And we both acknowledge that there is a lot of research being done out there about artificial intelligence and techniques within, but there wasn't a resource that could help demystify the topic, especially for a pharmacy or healthcare student um, or practicing professional audience. So that led us to decide to build a roadmap to hopefully get people started give them a foundation to then explore on their own the topics that maybe make the most sense to them in their line of work or ones that they're most curious about. And so talking about content creation, we originally had put out these 11 page PDF documents about different basic concepts in AI. Um, I think we had done like three or four primers that we shared on LinkedIn. But of course, as we learned, that's not really digestible for the average individual, especially when you know sometimes attention span can be low or people just simply don't have that much time. And so we ended up migrating all of that content, reformatting it into hopefully more digestible ways. And that was uh, what led to the creation of the AI Collective, which is a website and we're continually updating it. Uh, we've been experimenting with transitioning some of our written content into audio content. Still experimenting with that. So if anybody in the audience has any feedback with some of our earliest releases, please feel free to let us know. Um, but that's really what the premise of AI Collective was. We, you know, we have this vision in which pharmacists feel confident having a voice at the table, advocating for patients, you know, speaking to maybe a clinical workflow within which they operate, because we really feel that while it's gotten better, generally speaking, in the technology world, 
there is still not enough healthcare presence and especially not enough pharmacy presence when it comes to development of tech solutions. And then in the world of AI, that means, you know, algorithm development and testing. And so we really want to empower pharmacists to learn more about this topic, but also not be afraid to speak up and be part of all of the development that's going on. And as we probably all know, based on the buzz that's out there, we'll continue to go on for a long time. Well, I think you just highlighted one of the most important reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast, Christy, is encouraging pharmacists, practitioners, students, people throughout their career to be at the table and to be part of the conversation. And, you know, I think as I've gotten to learn more about what you're doing and, you know, kind of see what's going on with you out there in this really exciting space is you had that curiosity but also, you know, took some action steps to say, hey, this is how I'd like to learn more, or this is how um, I'd like to engage and again, build your ecosystem. So I definitely look forward to having a deeper dive with you and, you know, Whitley in the future on this specific topic. And, you know, I just think it's interesting and it's really saying, and we've talked about this, not only in pharmacy, but in healthcare in general, uh, and we're seeing this disruption in, in the education space too, that if people aren't around the table, decisions are going to be made that maybe yep. aren't in the best interests or, um, you know, what could that look like? So I think those insights you just shared are really important. What I do want to say as well, though, is that, you know, it's tough to, to keep up with yeah. a, a, a field like artificial intelligence. I'll admit that myself. And, you know, I personally struggle to keep up with everything going on in AI and related fields, especially given, you know, the latest releases of new technology and platforms. And selfishly, maybe that's why working on the AI collective has been so valuable for me as well, because, you know, we certainly don't, we're certainly not domain experts in this area, but by learning, hopefully, and teaching, we continually learn with one another. And of course, we can do a deeper dive onto this topic um, in future episodes. But the other thing that I would share is, you know, we created this roadmap. At the same time, even LinkedIn or, you know, just doing some Google searches, but LinkedIn is actually a good starting point because people will reshare news articles. Sometimes just saving a few to read once a week can give you a baseline understanding. Sometimes reading people's commentaries. And then as you get more well-versed in the lingo, starting to form your opinions even. Um, But you've got to start somewhere um, and just know that, you know, I'm learning with you as well. Yeah, I love that. You know, this whole idea of trying to figure out what resources are out there and you've got to start somewhere is so important, especially in such a hot topic that, you know, has some complexity. Yeah. Well, you know, in our conversation this afternoon, we've talked about innovation and that with innovation comes failure too. And I've covered that a couple of different times with other guests on the Melissa Rx Scripts podcast. So mm-hmm. how have you figured things out along the way while serving as a change agent? And, you know, what are some of the things you've learned when things didn't work out? Yeah, and I think, you know, innovation comes in all shapes and sizes. I, I mentioned earlier, like my hackathon experiences, my early academic experiences kind of 
pushed me to move towards healthcare innovation as a whole. But this could really mean anything from, you know, introducing a new way of working or process at your workplace, or it could mean entirely, you know, rolling out a novel technology solution to patients. I would say, especially as I was first starting out my career personally, it can sometimes be really tough pushing the envelope and challenging the status quo. But I absolutely think that those voices are needed. You know, now I feel like I'm on a soapbox again, but we need these fresh and creative perspectives in healthcare. And that's why I continually channel the hackathon experiences so much because it brought together such, you know, diverse thought and ideation to the room. It really helped me to remove some of the biases that I think we can have as clinicians, especially when we're working in settings where the only people, the only other people we see are other clinicians. And oftentimes, you know, we might be surprised, but it can just be as simple as an engineer or another colleague asking, why is it that we do it this way? <laughs> and and then it, it'll just make you pause and think, oh yeah, you know, why do we do it that way? Is it because it's just always been done like this historically? Or is there, you know, room for improvement? And so I say that because I think throughout the last few years of my career in various work capacities, I challenge myself to just ask that simple question. And it's been effective because it's it's gotten people to pause and to think, if anything, it's, you know, just a learning for me. Um, but I would say now fast forward to the role that I'm in right now, it was fairly undefined as a role to begin with, you know, digital is still so new and such a buzzword across the pharmaceutical and biotech industry, but really healthcare overall, like someone could have digital in their title, but it could mean so many different things to different people. And so there is a bit of that, you know, don't be afraid to be the lone wolf. But I would say how to overcome, you know, the failure that comes with innovation is really connecting deeply with your colleagues, your end users again. You know, go back to what their pain points are, right? When when you're championing innovation and championing change, it requires emotional connection with um, the stakeholders that you work for. Um, it requires you to build those stronger connections and really understand from them, you know, what are the blockers? What are the hurdles? And that's then where you start to think of solutions that could help address the problem. When you listen to a lot of startups talk, they say, or even advisors, they say, you know, our biggest challenge or our biggest learning was that maybe we got too attached to our solution or our product. And ultimately, I think that translates to other areas too. Like you have to be very curious and ask lots of questions about what the problem truly is. And that only happens if you're working in tandem with your end users and other stakeholders. And so I don't think of it as failure. I think of it as really collectively finding a solution where you're talking to your peers Again, understanding the problem and through that, you try things, you know, it, it may or may not work, but if you all understand the problem deeply, I think that's when the best solutions come about. For sure. Boy, collectively looking at a problem. And I think in the last few years, we've learned the importance of that because as new problems came up in front of us that we've never seen before, or, you know, just had to be flexible and agile and adapt. So 
so many good, so many good insights. Well, boy, you and I could keep going. I'm just loving our, our conversation today, but our time together, you know, is drawing to a close. And on each of the Melissa Rx scripts podcast, I uh, typically close with this question. While I have you, is there one prescription or life lesson you'd like to share with others or comment on in the spirit of Melissa Rx scripts? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to try to tie some of the themes that we spoke about throughout this conversation into my prescription. In short, I would say, give yourself grace, especially to, you know, all of us who are naturally curious, you know, those of us who are ambitious individuals out there, greedy for learning. Going back to what I said earlier about AI, but really broadly, uh, this applies broadly, and that is know that it's hard to keep up with everything, but find something that you're curious about and follow that because I don't want people to be stressing out about having to fall in love with something or be incredibly passionate about something, but use those curiosities that you ultimately have to build your own personal brand. Because in today's world, there's really an infinite number of ways to craft your own career journey. And I would say, use those curiosities as building blocks to then build what it is, what what that personal brand might look like for you. And then finally, while you do go ahead and build your own adventure, so to speak, I want people to know that they have people to lean on. You know, again, I mentioned that I've been so fortunate to have met so many different individuals through LinkedIn, through these conferences, online or face-to-face. We have such a rich and emotionally strong community. So know that there are people to lean on reach out to a mentor, a colleague or peer, reach out to me or to us here. Um, We're always happy to talk to you. And I think that's where the collective energy will really help to move healthcare forward, ultimately for the betterment of our patients. Well, what a fabulous way to end, Christy. Give yourself grace, build your brand, reach out to your community and the collective. I mean, such important points. I have a huge smile on my face from our time together this afternoon. And I just really want to say thank you and a, you know, a shout out to Risa again for helping to connect us and you know many others in this fa- fabulous digital health community. So I just want to say thanks again. Um, this is the Melissa Rx Scripts podcast. To everyone listening, please subscribe to our show. And if you're so inclined, leave a review. I also want to thank my podcast producer, Kate Cruz with Executive Podcast Solutions, who helps make our magic happen. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much, Melissa.